I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Recently, the U.S. Congress passed the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. On March 15th, two lawmakers, Congressman Vicente Gonzalez, representing the 15th District of Texas, and Congressman Henry Cuellar, Texas District 28, discussed the American Rescue Plan on separate occasions. During a webinar held on March the 15th, Congressman Cuellar said that he will be visiting specific areas in his district to explain details. I want to talk about the relief bill that we passed. Uh, I'll be in D.C. next week, but next week uh, I will be traveling every single city, every single county uh, in my district to talk about details as to the monies that we're going to be talking about uh, today. Uh, first, let me go and give you an overview. Uh, but I would tell you that I'll probably see a lot of y'all, um, public officials and media and constituents, uh, because we're going to talk about details as I visit each city uh, and the impact for every, uh, every area. Um, we have several handouts uh, that I would ask you that if you want information, uh, please contact my office and we will get you uh, very uh, much details. Um, but for now, let me just go over highlights uh, that we have here. Um, as you know, the, the main thing that a lot of people talk about is the, is the payment of uh, $1,400. Uh, this is in addition to the $600 payment that we enacted uh, just a few months ago in December. Uh, so we're talking about the last couple of months, uh, $2,000. Uh, the unemployment uh, is at $300 a week, goes all the way to September 30th. Um, one thing that I'll be talking about a lot is the child tax credit. Uh, it's going to be fully refundable and increases the size for 2021. Uh, again, we'll go over that. So when you look at the monies that go into the direct payments, unemployment, child tax credit, there will be a lot of money that will be going directly to individuals that qualify for that. Uh, we also will be adding another $20 billion uh, to keep pu uh, pushing this COVID-19 vac uh, vaccination uh, program and distributions, uh, including $7.5 billion uh, to work with FEMA to keep helping on that. Uh, I know I was at the university. I see Pablo Arenas, the president. Uh, congratulations. I know you all had a uh, vaccination program. And uh, I know the city and so many other gateway community clinics, so many folks have been doing this. And I think we're going to see this a lot more uh, across the city of Laredo, across San Antonio, across the valley and the rural areas. As you can see, more and more and more and more vaccines are coming in. Uh, working with the Biden administration, we have more than double the amount of vaccines, uh, over 2 million uh, vaccines uh, a day. And you're going to see a lot more. Uh, every week we get a briefing as to how many the state of Texas will be getting. I think this particular week, Texas will get a, uh, a huge amount, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. If anybody is interested in getting those weekly reports, um, please contact my office and Mickey Ward who is my military health person, uh, can get you that information. We'll give you once a week uh, the latest information. But uh, you will see that the vaccines that we sent to the state and the state sent over to the cities and the counties uh, and other places are going to increase uh, to a point where 
almost everybody will be able to get uh, vaccines in the next uh, few months. Um, from there also, uh, we also uh, added money, uh, another $51 billion uh, for keep testing, contract, uh, contact uh, tracing and other issues because we still, it's not only the vaccines, but we still got to do the test and we still got to follow up uh, with that. Uh, money for state local governments, which I'll go into details in a few minutes. Uh, but I would say that the state of Texas will be getting over uh, over $27 billion. Uh, and I'll break that down in the next uh, few minutes. Uh, money for PPP, uh, small business, um, another $7.2 billion uh, that expands uh, eligibility of 501 uh, see nonprofits uh, for all sizes and types, uh, and of course, the small businesses. It also creates, we also create a restaurant revitalization fund uh, that provides $25 billion for a new program at SBA to assist restaurants and bars uh, with 20 or fewer locations have been hit very hard. As you know, restaurants have been hit extremely hard, so that money will be uh, there. There's also something that I worked on with Nidia Velasquez uh, that provides $15 billion of emergency grants for, uh, for the IDLE program uh, that helps um, uh, areas that have been hit very, very hard. Uh, therefore, I would say that border businesses are going to be uh, helped with that. There's $130 billion uh, to help K through 12 schools reopen. The $130 billion will be used uh, to uh, hopefully help uh, the schools um, uh, start opening sometime soon. Uh, for higher ed, as I mentioned to Dr. Arenas, there will be almost $40 billion uh, for institutions uh, that will be provided, uh, for higher ed education institutions uh, that will be provided. And from there, um, and I know Pablo and I have talked about this and Elsie and other folks uh, and other uh, colleges, Half of that, uh, at least half of that is dedicated for emergency financial aid grants to students uh, to make sure we prevent uh, hunger, homelessness, and other hardships facing students as a result of this. So um, $40 billion uh, to uh, higher ed. So you could say that about $20 billion of that will go directly to our young students, to our students, our college students uh, to help them. So that's $20 billion at least that will go to uh, those students. Um, in there also, uh, there's another $7.6 billion to expand internet connectivity uh, for students and communities. So in addition, it, it will uh, reimburse schools and libraries, libraries, uh, um, you know, any central point for connectivity in many communities to purchase equipment such as hotspots, internet service, computers, on behalf of students or patrons. So this will be uh, for schools and libraries. So I would ask folks to look at this additional $7.6 billion uh, also. Uh, from there, you know, we got uh, uh, money to assist veterans um, uh, for training, $400 million, uh, up to 12 months of retraining uh, for veterans. Uh, there's $26 billion for emergency rental assistance uh, to help uh, folks. So uh, monies will be coming down uh, for, uh, for people that need help uh, for rental assistance. Uh, 
Um, there's another $10 billion to help owners struggling uh, as a result. So it will go as direct payment assistance to so mortgage payments, property taxes, property insurance, utilities, and other housing-related uh, costs. Uh, we also add uh, an additional $1.1 billion uh, for SNAP uh, uh, to help uh, and with WIC also uh, to help people that need assistance uh, with uh, food. Again, these are the highlights, and I side visit every city and every county uh, starting next week. Uh, I will go into details. Also, on March the 15th, Representative Vicente Gonzalez held a news conference at the McAllen Chamber of Commerce to discuss the American Rescue Plan. Rio Grande Guardian editor Steve Taylor was at the press conference. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here today on on this uh, momentous occasion when we get to celebrate the rescue plan of $1.9 trillion uh, that we received, that we passed uh, last week, and that was passed through the Senate and that was signed uh, by President Biden. uh, And we expect that by the end of this week, people uh, across the country and certainly across the state in the Rio Grande Valley will start receiving these checks into their bank accounts, at their mailbox. Uh, This $1.9 trillion brings over $1 billion to Congressional District 15. That's over $1 billion with a B. $584 million will be going to counties uh, and cities around, uh, around our district. And to give you an example of that $584 million that's going to cities and to counties, uh, for example, Hidalgo County alone, just the county will be receiving over $212 million. And I, and I have a few highlighted. Um, the city of McAllen will be receiving over $42 million. Uh, the city of Farr will be receiving over $28 million. The city of Edinburgh over $25 million. And every single city in my congressional district will be getting millions of dollars uh, that could be used for so, so many projects. But uh, we're especially excited that some of the most struggling people in our community that are going through tough times will be getting a stimulus check of $1,400. That's the vast majority. Over 95% of people in South Texas will qualify for those funds. Uh, our small businesses that have been really struggling, and we all know the mom and pop shops, the restaurants, there's a special uh, provision for restaurants to get funding. They, they took some of the biggest hits uh, during this pandemic. Uh, we have special funding for them. Uh, another round of PPP, which means that we can keep our doors open and we can keep people employed and the lights on. And I have uh, certainty that this is the last shot in the arm that we're going to need before we're uh, completely open. Uh, there's another round of funding for people who have fallen behind on their rent to give them rental assistance to, so they can make their monthly payment. There's also a mortgage assistance. If uh, people are losing their home, they can apply for this mortgage assistance to assure that, um, that they can make their mortgage payment. And I find this uh, really satisfying in that we are not, we're not bailing out banks. We're bailing out homeowners. We're making sure people do not lose their home, that they can stay uh, in their home. Uh, we have health care funding. We have $130 billion that's allocated to getting our schools back open. We all want to get our kids back to school. We just want to do it safely. Uh, billions of dollars have been allocated nationwide. So the, the monies that I talked about, that doesn't include our school districts. All of our school districts, every single school district, will be getting millions of dollars to be able to open up, to be able to gear up. Um, 
uh, really there's no excuse in terms of a lack of funding to assure that people are getting what they deserve and what they need uh, in these very difficult times. And um, so uh, you, you can go to irs.gov and monitor when you should be getting your, your $1,400 stimulus check. This is on top of the $600 that were received already. Congressman Vicente Gonzalez held a Q&A session afterward to answer questions about specifics in the American Rescue Plan. One of the bigger questions, right, is uh, when will uh, these respective cities and counties be able to finally receive uh, the funds that you guys yeah. Good, great question. Last time it took us about two weeks to get that funding. So uh, Judge Cortez called me like almost immediately the last uh, round uh, on the CARES Act, and we were able to get in, uh, on the phone and have it wired into their bank account within days. So I um, am hopeful and that all of this probably within the next two weeks, uh, our municipalities and our counties will have the funding in their bank accounts and can begin working and starting on projects. There are a lot. This, the, the, the rules are, are a little more lax than the CARES Act, so there's, there's going to be a lot more leeway for, um, for projects that otherwise wouldn't have qualified under the old, uh, the old bill. As you know, uh, it, was, uh, it was not a bipartisan issue, it was straight down party lines. What do you say to those that feel that you've spent too much money and it's been out of the economy? Well, clearly 95% of this money is going direct to the pockets of the American people. Uh, the last tax cut that we had in the last administration went to the 1% of Americans. That trillion dollar tax cut went to the 1% of Americans. 95% of this funding is going to average Americans like you and I. And, uh, and I, I always like to use a comparison of, of the Iraq war. We spent $9.3 trillion in the Iraq war and the average American got zero, got zero. What did we get for it? Nothing, but we, you know, we're, we're still in conflicts around the world. Some, some of our beloved uh, veterans have come back wounded. We've lost many lives, and we never really gained anything off that massive investment, and we did it again in Afghanistan. So I think it's time to start taking care of the American people and doing what's right by, our, by, by people who are struggling in the middle of this pandemic, average folks. I hope that we get back and we're able to do something uh, for student loans and student loan forgiveness. I think uh, we need to do something for the young people that are struggling. I think we've given uh, billions and now trillions of dollars around the country and we've forgotten uh, young Americans who have done the best uh, to do their best and try to get their education to do better for, for themselves and for our country and I think they deserve a break. We carry more student loan debt than any country in the United States and I find that unacceptable and something that should be addressed. Is there anywhere, anywhere in that bill where there could be money directed to the Rio Grande Valley so we can resurrect our PBS and NPR stations given that we're the biggest market without that. Right, so it's not direct, but funding can be used, funding that, that the county, I mean $212 million is just one county in my district that's getting, every, every municipality and every school district is also getting a lot, a lot of funding. So when I see projects like PBS or uh, Quinta Mazatlan or other great projects that we have in our community that we love, I tell people, you know, we need to, we need to have, we, we all have this huge pool of money that we've never had before, right? We have to uh, begin with that premise that we've never had this much money at one time ever before. And, and let's not be greedy, let's be smart, let's be thoughtful, let's work together. PBS is something that the entire community benefits from. And sometimes you have counties or municipalities that have funding that they, they're not able to expend uh, according to the rules or within the time limits. And I think they should look at projects like PBS, 
Kinta Masatlan and many others within our community to, to bring resources to. But I do think that we, we should be challenging uh, the exact authorities that are in charge of getting monies out to, to places like uh, public broadcasting and other educational channels that are important for South Texas. Are there any concrete rules and regulations to, uh, of course, the county and the respective cities that are going to be receiving this funding? Regulations on how they have to spend the money? Yes, they're much more lax. It's not going to be like the CARES Act that had very, very strict rules and a very strict uh, timeline. So strict, actually, that people still had a lot of money. I mean, the state had billions of dollars December of last year when that timeline ended, and our counties and cities did too. Um, so this will, will be a little uh, more lax in terms of it'll be, there'll be a lot more opportunity for other projects that, that are important to our communities that don't necessarily uh, fit in exactly in that very uh, rigid uh, regulation that was, that was laid out on the CARES Act, so we're happy about that. Distribution is handled by the Treasury Department. And uh, FEMA's down here, FEMA's doing you know, their part and, and they'll have funding, some funding that they'll be distributing uh, on issues that are FEMA related. Uh, as you know, they're now here helping on the border with the, the surge that we've, that we've been dealing with this last uh, month or so. Uh, so that's how, the, the, to the extent that FEMA will be involved. Stay informed. Look for news stories about the American Rescue Plan in the pages of the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. I'm Mario Munoz reporting.